The NFL PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Every week, there is a free $350 NFL contest and a free $250 contest. Just head just head to OddsCrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. And welcome to the NFL PropCast Week 2 edition, Thursday Night Football, currently 742 on the West Coast, joined as always by the Brody, the prop god himself, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing this evening, my man? Munaf, what's good, bro? How was uh, Vegas, man? I wish I was out there living that life. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Vegas was good, man. Uh, you know, uh, I was talking to uh, Zach earlier today when we did the NBA pod and I uh, talked to Malcolm also. Um, it's just great to meet the guys. You know, you're always interacting over these Zoom meetings and uh, right. having those type of conversations. But it was good to put, uh, you know, a face to the voices and, and things like that. So, you know, I was telling Zach that uh, Sean was uh, a little taller than I expected and then <laughs> Kramer was a little shorter than I expected, but, you know, it, it was fun hanging out with all the DJs that were out there. You know, um, I haven't got a chance to tell, uh, at least on the podcast, uh, congratulations to Sean and Ryan. It's been 10 years, you know, from where they started, they said they were in a garage. I think it was either, I think they said it was Sean's garage from getting a, a some type of space. Um, I think about, you know, a couple of years later and now having a office, a, a very nice studio that they yeah. put together and also recording out of the, the blue wire, uh, the blue wire studios out of win. I'm sure you Crazy. saw the videos and things like that, but it, yeah, it, it, they've come a long way. So it's, it's great to be part of the journey. Um, you know, I've only been in a year now recording pods, you know, with you and Zach and Ryan McKee, and I've gotten on with Sean and Ryan. So it's been spectacular. And then this, platform has given me the opportunity to meet guys like you so you know it's been a fun ride so far so looking looking forward to it uh for many many more years for sure man and yeah congrats to the sgpn man i didn't realize this is the 10-year celebratory um time frame for uh the journey that they've had man and to and to be able to celebrate in vegas blue wire i mean they were like the first ones to even talk at that uh studio uh yeah. so that was really dope man um really proud of them and uh it's awesome that you got to, to be there too. And you guys didn't make it out to the Raiders game, right? 
No, we, I think most of us had left by that, uh, that Monday before the game, but, um, I heard ticket prices had dropped significantly and, uh, I wish I stayed an extra night just to get out there. Cause that was an amazing game. I mean, it went down to overtime and Crazy. I mean, what more can you ask for opening a building or uh, opening the new stadium in Vegas with, with that type of game? I mean, that was great to see. Glad the Raiders pulled it out though. Yeah. Shout out to Minty. She had some really funny videos of uh, yeah. all the reactions of everything that happened in the moment. It was really cool to have a friend of the show with boots on the ground to see that experience. Cause that game was absolutely bananas yeah it was hype man it was, it was crazy the uh touchdown before or i think those brian edwards that didn't yeah. quite get in and then they had the turnover in the end zone but yeah man vegas was great hopefully uh maybe next year or further down the line we're able to get more of the dns and, and yourself and other guys out there so you know we can all hang out and, and have a good time but definitely um, re up at uh at the books and just hammer the books. Man, that's just yeah, exactly. Crazy. Right. We, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta uh, shut down one of these uh, books with all the talent that we have. Yes, sir. Uh, so the plan for today's show is we're going to just quickly recap our picks from last week, the player props that we had, and then we'll discuss maybe a couple of players that kind of stood out to us and how well they did uh, over the games on Sunday. And then we'll get into the Thursday night, uh, player props that we have we'll get a give out a couple that we like and and, and we'll kind of go from there so uh, let's take a quick break before we get into that and we'll be right back ready to win money and boost your odds WinBet is now live in arizona colorado indiana michigan new jersey tennessee and virginia we're bringing the excitement of win las vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards right at your fingertips get in on all your favorite teams players and sports from nfl nba mlb nhl golf mma wnba college football and more great promos odds and payouts are happening right now at winbed from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport we have what you need to win ready to play sign up today to receive a special offer risk-free one thousand dollar sports bet download bet win download the win bet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning okay coming off of the break uh dan let's get into recapping our picks from last week uh do you want to start with the good news or you want to start with the bad news uh let's start with the good news did hit uh, on so i finished yeah, out go the ahead. day yeah finished out the day four and three um Tyrod Taylor was a smash, man. That guy had a great game, easily exceeded 16 and a half rushing yards. LaVisca Chenault, my uh, one prop for to get over one and a half rushing yards, that had some success as well. He did the he did his thing. Keenan Allen went off um, as usual. You know, he got over his 57 and a half receiving yards. But then the man, Antonio Gibson, I know that one was juiced up at minus 150, but, you know, he made it pretty easy work getting over 57 and a half rushing yards. So that was the good story. The bad story, what happened to the Tennessee Titans and Julio Jones? Yeah. I thought that that was a smash, man. And he just, he tanked, Tannehill tanked. That whole offense was just, they got Kingsburyed. And I didn't think it could happen, but they, they, they got got. Kyler looked great. They had nothing on offense. So that was a disaster. Teddy Bridgewater, maybe I should have had, more faith in the fact that the Giants are just absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, because he did he torched him. Uh he looked really good. 
both sides of the ball. Uh, the, the, the Denver Broncos definitely look like a legitimate team, but yeah, definitely lost on that um, under 248 passing yards. He probably would have had more if KJ Hamler didn't have stone hands. And then finally, <laughs> Mark Andrews, man played 90% of the snaps and only yeah. didn't even come down with more than four and a half receptions. So that one was an L as well. So finished out four and three in week one. I will get it back this week, promise. So let's get into it. Let's hear what uh, how you did. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of want to go back to that Tennessee prop, the Julio Jones. I mean, yeah. they got down early, and you would think that they were down two possessions. You would think that they were going to throw the ball, and Julio would easily exceed that number. But you got, I think we got to give a lot of credit to Chandler Jones and the way he played. I think he had like three sacks in the first quarter and finished out with five. But yeah. I think that, that was a tough loss. Um yeah, for myself, I gave out five, um, went four and one on those. Unfortunately, the lone one that I lost was the best bet on the Kamara uh, over four and a half, five and a half receptions. Um, he did have five targets in the game, I believe, and only finished up with three receptions. Um, but at that point, I mean, Jameis Winston looked really good. They were playing great defense. And offensively, I mean, they were having a lot of short field, so it the opportunities weren't really there for them to kind of get those receptions. I think you got to give a lot of credit to James Winston, the way he threw the ball, finding guys in the end zone uh, for touchdown passes. Um, Damian Harris, I had over 13 and a half rush attempts. I know I talked about how there might be a game plan because it is a rookie uh, starting quarterback for the Patriots. And maybe they want to establish the run game more. And they did that with Damian Harris. He had 20 rush attempts about, I think he had over a little over a hundred yards running um, my third one was to, uh, under 235 and a half passing yards. Uh, I think the game plan there was, you know, to make sure that Tua doesn't go off. And I think they did a fantastic job of slowing Tua down. Um, he finished under that number. And then, uh, this one, I should have made this my best bet because I, I placed two units on this one. And it was Nick Chubb over 71 and a half rushing yards against the chiefs defense. Uh, that run defense, this seems like they still haven't fixed, what is going on uh, from last season because the, the G or early on the Browns were getting whatever they wanted on the ground and whatever they wanted, you know, in that first half, almost to three quarters. And then chiefs came back, made it a game in that second half, but Nick Chubb looked really, really good for the uh, Browns. And then my last one, another pretty good pick Andy Dalton under 200 and a six, 206 and a half passing yards under, um, I think the blueprint that we talked about on the show, Dan, was was pretty spot on because the Rams did a fantastic job of pressuring, you know, Andy Dalton on that Sunday night game, and uh, he got sacked a couple times. It almost seemed like they had given up at the end, and I thought there would be a chance that they were going to try to run the ball down the field. Oh, sorry, uh, pass the ball down the field to kind of get back in the game, but I think they went four and out on their last possession and uh, iced the uh, game for, or iced that prop for me. So. I went four and one. Uh, I think we need to do a better job of uh, getting our best bet down. But, you know, we still had both had winning weeks, right? You went about, what, 57%? Yeah. I went uh, 80%. So, um, you know, I think we are starting off on the right track. Yes, sir. All right. So that'll recap what we did last week. Like I said, hopefully we can continue that momentum going into next week or, sorry, into Thursday and then for week two of NFL Sunday. Uh, let's take one more quick break and Dan and I will recap maybe a couple player performances that stood out from uh, NFL week one. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. 
Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. Browse the activity fee to stay in the know. A loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use your promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across America and the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We're also brought to you by Keeps. Keeps offers a simple, stress-free way to keep your hair. Convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months. You don't have to leave your home. Low-cost treatments start at $10 per month, and Keeps offers generic versions, discreet packaging, and proven results. Keeps has five-star reviews more than any of its competitors. Prevention is the key. Treatments can take up to four to six months to see results, so act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash SGP to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's keeps.com slash SGP to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for sports betting picks held by a team of trend watching, data devouring, sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth analysis on every game all for free. Found your pick? Search the latest sportsbook promotions to sign up for an account, compare the odds, and finally place your bet. Download the free PixWise app now and to make your next bet better. PixWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, coming off the break. Uh, Dan, I'll kick it to you, man. Uh, We went through a lot of player props, you know, the ones that we bet, but was there maybe another couple players that kind of stood out to you uh, that you may be eyeing going into week two or just any player performances that you saw uh, over the weekend that you kind of wanted to mention and maybe for our listeners and betters to look out for going forward uh, as we bet on player props here for the, for the season. Yeah, quite the Homer pick, but uh, we were talking about it before we got on and I regretted not betting Jalen hurts on his rushing prop. And I think what we saw, I mean, granted, the the Atlanta Falcons aren't a very good team, but, you know, heading into week two against the San Francisco 49ers and some of the injuries that they've had on their side of the ball, I think that they're actually going to surprise here. I think that the, the Niners right now are three point, I think they're three point favorites. Yeah. I think the Eagles are going to win this one outright. And um, okay. it's really going to be on the strength of Jalen Hurts. And he looks great. I yeah. think that Nick Sirianni found ways to cater to his style of football and mm-hmm. you know you have you have pretty much the tight ends there as the safety blankets but i love the way that they utilize the running backs and i think that they're going to do that more of that but that's only going to open up 
when Jalen Hurts is, is running and scrambling. So I'm going to be looking at Jalen Jalen Hurts' rushing prop. Last week it was around 40 and a half. Uh, mm. I think easily this could probably move up to 45 until the books get smarter and probably put it near 50. And if it's anywhere underneath 50, I'm taking it. Um, yeah. Because I think that there's a very good good very good upside upside with with Jalen Hurts sure. uh, rushing the ball. The other performance I think that stood out to me was probably the disappointments more so. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was a disaster. Yeah, and, uh, and I think it's really good good start to my my uh, season long prop of him throwing for under 4,500 yards. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, I think that that was probably one of the biggest eye openers of you know you're you're thinking it's going to be the last dance. And they struggle against a New Orleans defense that, you know, was playing at a neutral site um, and really couldn't get a rhythm going. And so obviously that that affected De- uh, Devontae Adams. Aaron Jones was next to a non-factor, uh, pretty much did nothing the entire game. You know, he was outrushed by A.J. Dillon. So excited to see what the Green Bay Packers do in week two, because obviously they're going up against the Detroit Lions, which should be a pretty easy bounce back yeah. opportunity there. But um yeah, I think that the probably the the one I'm 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 kicking myself for is not banking on Jalen Hurts, but uh, I'm going to do go back to the lab uh, right after this Thursday game once more lines drop, see what mm-hmm. other values we can cook up for the weekend. So yeah, really excited for week two because at least now we have some kind of understanding of you know the strengths of certain teams, the yep. faults, um, and possibly some schemes of you know how people are going to match up going into next week. Yeah, I, I think that one or a couple that kind of stood out for me, uh, number one was, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs run defense, like I talked about with the Nick Chubb uh, angle. And I think Lamar Jackson, you know, he had about 86 rushing yards against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders in that Monday night game. So I think that success might continue for Lamar Jackson against Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that, that'll be an interesting number to see where it's at. If it's anywhere in the neighborhood of, again, 50 to 60 rushing yards, I think that's something that you know we'll have to uh, talk about on our on our uh, on our next podcast for the Sunday games. Um, I think we got to kind of tip our hat to what Joe Mixon did for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals against the uh, Minnesota uh, Vikings because we thought about a lot of uh, we had talked about when we were previewing the divisions is that Minnesota was getting a lot of their star defensive players back on yeah. on the defensive side, and I thought they would be a lot better than they were in Week One. I mean. It's really hard to get a a gauge on this team because who knows if the whole COVID situation is kind of connecting or having a disconnect within the team and they're not playing up to performance because even in the preseason, Mike Zimmer takes it seriously, but Minnesota did not look good even in the preseason. They had opportunities to win that game against Cincinnati. Dalvin Cook had that fumble in the overtime, but um, it's going to be tough now because now with that Minnesota defense, now they're going on the road against uh, Arizona in week two. So back-to-back road games for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, another one, I think uh, we'd be kind of remiss not to talk about the the Cowgirls and how they performed against the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, Amari Cooper just had a fantastic game for the uh, Dallas Cowboys and also Dak Prescott. I think you got to kind of tip your hat to those guys. Uh, 451, let's see how many passing, no, 391 passing yards for Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, again, like I said, had a big game for them. Um, I think that we got to keep an eye on Ezekiel Elliott also, because he was really a no show in this game. Maybe it's, we got to give credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers rush defense that has been good, but it almost seems like they're one to really want to go like 80, 20 passing the, the ball 
and have a big test coming up against the Chargers uh, this coming Sunday going into L.A., which may just be a, a home game type of feel for the Cowboys because we know the Cowboys really uh, the fans travel well and they're all over the country. Um, any other players that stood out for you or any, any other notes that you kind of took away from week one, uh, Dan? Yeah, since you went back to last Thursday, I thought the play of Antonio Brown uh, was certainly something that I wanted to highlight because, yeah. you know, with all with so much talent around them, something's got to give. And it was really interesting to see that it was Mike Evans that didn't that didn't get his fair share of the the uh, targets. Yeah, and you know we saw Gronk pretty much put on a uh, a prime Gronk moment here. Two, what do you have? Ninety yards and two touchdowns. Yep. And Chris Godwin did his thing. So interesting to see like going forward how Tom Brady continues to integrate all those different weapons in different weeks because we know like you can't hold Mike Mike Evans down for too long. Like, if you don't pay attention to him, that's going to be an easy touchdown. And that's what the rapport that he really built with Tom Brady last year was really the touchdown. So. Um, yeah, Tampa Bay is going to be dangerous. Uh, to your point about Dallas, they're going to be in trouble now. That they just lost Demarcus Lawrence with a yep. broken a broken foot, mm-hmm. and now they're pretty much just going to be an offensively dominant team. And as long as Zeke can, that was the toughest matchup of the year. So I yeah, think he'll was. bounce back. But not having Michael Gallup there, we'll see if Cedric Wilson might be able to step up a little bit. But I think they're actually probably going to lean more on those those two tight ends and Blake Jarwin and, and Dalton Schultz. That have actually showed to be pretty comp- uh, pretty uh, pretty good, actually. So I'm um, curious to see what Dallas looks like. But right now, I know I didn't have much faith in my birds to win the division. But the way that things are trending <laughs> between the Washington football team, you know, they kind of look regular, and plus they lost, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick for the season, and you know the New York Football Giants who are just terrible. You know, yeah. we're gonna watch. We'll talk about it. But that Thursday yeah. game is gonna be freaking awful. Um, and so, like, yeah, I think that the Eagles actually have a pretty good prospect if their defense can still play well and and uh, their offense. But that's just me being a homer and a stand. But I just don't have much faith either way in the uh, the NFC East. But, yeah, I think Dallas really showed out, though. So that offense is going to be super explosive and really fun to watch all season. Yeah, I think that um, we'll find out a little more of how, how legit the Eagles are this week against a, I guess you could say, a pretty good 49ers team. I know they lost Raheem Mostert for the season. Um, to a, I think a knee cartilage uh, injury. So, uh, and they have more than capable backs. And maybe we may want to look at, you know, uh, Elijah Mitchell, uh, Trey Sermon in their backfield uh, going forward against this uh, Eagles team. And then uh, obviously for the rest of the season. Um, anything else for the week one recap, uh, Dan, or do you want to move on to the Thursday night game? Yeah, let's get into our Thursday game. Okay. Let's take one final break here and, We're going to break down the player props for the Thursday night game. We're brought to you by Price Picks. Turn your picks into real cash with Price Picks, my favorite daily fantasy app. It's fast and it's easy, and it all starts with Price Picks. Simply pick two to five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win, up to 10 times your money. Price Picks is the only way I play. Make sure to check out the Thursday Night Football stat projections and use promo code SGP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's Price Picks promo code SGP. Roster brought to you by Mint Mobile. After fine after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always some type of catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? 
but after spe speaking with them and using their service, it all made sense. There really isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of some mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone number with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. And if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile has you covered with their 7-day money-back guarantee. Switch to Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com sportsgp. That's mintmobile.com sportsgp. Cut your wireless bill to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com sportsgp. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? The folks at Odds Crowd are challenging you to prove it this football season with their epic free play fantasy betting contest. Each week of the season, there's a $350 NFL contest and a $250 contest. The boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try to claim bragging rights over us too. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick track act pick tracking app the most profitable players rise up the leaderboard if you have the highest profit at the end of the contest you win and odds crowd isn't just fantasy betting content it's a social app for so social app for sports bettors free to download you can also live group chat with other bettors you can track your bets set up private fantasy contests with your buddies and much more so download the app for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And don't forget to download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you access to all of our picks and all of our podcasts, just like this one. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break. Uh, Dan, we have a Thursday night game like you alluded to, uh, maybe a snoozer here. Um, it's a NFC East division game between the New York Giants and the Washington football team. I'll quickly just read the lines here. We have currently uh, on DraftKings, it's minus three. Uh, sorry, yeah, the football team is favored by three points with a total of 41 uh, money line for the New York Giants is plus 145 and a minus 165 coming back for the Washington football team. Um, I, 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 let's get into the Giants here because I know you you said that they looked like dog shit pretty much against the uh, Denver Broncos. Um, what do you think of this Giants team? And I feel like they have the the weapons. And we're talking about player props perspective here. I think they have the like, pretty good weapons but I don't think Daniel Jones is the answer for this team at quarterback. And I don't think Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett is that answer offensive coordinator uh, for me. I don't know about what, what you think about those two. Yeah, I, I think I agree with, with Jason Garrett in, in terms of just his predictability and just lack of creativity in general. 
Um, he's not that great of an offensive coordinator. But I, I, I do think your first point is probably more, more impactful is that their skill position players are not healthy. So yeah. you got Saquon Barkley on a snap count. Mm-hmm. You got Kenny Galladay. Still don't know if he's 100% from his preseason injury. Kadarius Toney didn't get any work in the preseason because he was hurt. And then you have um, Evan Ingram, who's still on the shelf with a calf injury. So he's, he's yeah. already been ruled out. So to me, like as much as I don't think that Daniel Jones is that good of a quarterback, he also doesn't have a lot to work with. Um, so, you know, in this Giants offense, you know, in, against the Denver Broncos, they had a really good opening drive in the first quarter. And then they just went dormant for the rest of this for the rest of the game until the end of the the end of the game when it was already out of hand. And Daniel Jones got a last minute rushing TD. But, you know, for the most part, this is just a very uninspiring team. Their offensive line isn't good. So that just leaves more problems for Daniel Jones. He can't get rid of the ball. And if he does, he's probably going to end up turning it over. He did have a fumble. Um, so I, I just don't have a lot of faith in them. Their defense is okay. Like their defense can hold their, hold their own. But the problem is they're on the field the whole time. So, yeah. you know, if you can't move the ball, you can't get first downs. You know, if you can't convert these third down conversions and, and, and execute in the red zone, you're, you're, you're doomed. So I, I just don't have a lot of faith in them. And with Washington coming off a bad loss at home to the visiting Chargers, which I was pretty surprised about. Um, yeah. They lost their starting quarterback. I think they're going to be playing with a little bit more of a chip on their shoulder, leaning on that defense to kind of just come out there and and, and uh, get after them. So I think it's going to be a long night for New York. Can we say the NFL prop cast already cashed one of their season-long prop bets uh, after week one because I took Ryan Fitzpatrick under 39 or 3,009 hey. and a half passing <laughs> yards. So, Dude, that um, was the most ridiculous pass. Like, how are you going to do that for like a 30? What is he? 39, 38? Something he's like that? up there. Yeah. He's old as shit. Like <laughs> regar- regardless of whether he was actually going to stay all season, like he would have gotten benched anyway at some point for throwing interceptions. So like he's yeah. never played a full season. Yeah. Unfortunately it, it was an injury for him, but um, I think we can, hopefully we can, I think 80% confident that we cash that uh, first one for the NFL prop cast. But yeah, I agree with everything that you kind of said with the New York giants. I mean, you know, offensive line again, not much of anything. Again, they really didn't do anything to address it in the off season. Um, a lot of great weapons. I think we got to tip, got to tip our hat to the way Sterling Shepard played in week one. He led the team in targets with 913 yards, got one touchdown for that receiving group. Darius Slayton, seven targets, three receptions, 65 yards. Kenny Galladay. I mean, he wasn't too bad. He had four receptions and 64 yards, but um, you know, the answer for me, again, Daniel Jones is probably not the answer for this team at quarterback. So it's going to be an interesting future for uh, what's going to happen in the uh, state of New York or sorry, in New Jersey for the New York Giants. Um, going to the other side of the Washington football team. And like you mentioned, I was very surprised to see that they dropped this game against the uh, Chargers because I did have them in a, in the contest picks. Um, but I think you also have to give a lot of credit the way Justin Herbert was playing in this game. I mean, he threw for, I think, 337 yards in this game. Um, Keenan Allen, a guy that is just a reception machine, finished with nine receptions, 100 uh, 100 yards exactly. Mike Williams, eight receptions, 82 yards for this team. Um, Austin Eckler, I think uh, the the run defense for the Washington uh, football team is really good. They were able to hold... The uh, the Los Angeles Chargers to 29 attempts for only 90 yard nine, 90 yards, 3.1 uh, yards per carry. So I think you got to tip your hat. But 
um, you know, maybe the injury that we talked about to Ryan Fitzpatrick, maybe kind of derailed uh, this football team. And now they have a task of going up against the New York uh, football giants here again on Thursday night. Uh, anything that you wanted to kind of mention for the Washington football team? And Antonio Gibson had a pretty good game, 20, uh, 20 uh, rush attempts, 90 yards on the ground, no touchdowns. But um, I think he far exceeded that uh, rush number total in week one for the Washington football team. Yeah, he had a critical fumble in the game that yeah. certainly impacted the game script there. Um, Justin Herbert was absolutely surgical on third downs. Like he kept on finding the, the receivers. And Mike Will, um, finally, I think that this is the the Mike Williams that everyone's been expecting mm-hmm. to kind of come on the scene. Uh, so he had a really good game. And I think that he's going to continue to be really good in Joe Lombardi's offense, playing that Michael Thomas role as the X. Uh, that he was so successful with um, over the years in New Orleans. So, yeah, I think that the Chargers are a real team now. And, you know, it's interesting that Austin Eckler didn't even have, like, any receptions whatsoever. But yeah, uh, back to the football team, they're going to need to rally behind Ta- Taylor Heineke. And yeah. he didn't really get much reps in the preseason. Like, it was primarily Ryan Fitzpatrick getting all the first-team uh, reps. So, it, on a short week, I'm expecting them to run the lean on the run and Antonio Gibson is a great person to do that. I mean, you saw the Denver Broncos rush 28 times for 165 yards against the, the Giants last week. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're going to lean on Antonio Gibson once again. We're probably going to maybe see him more in the passing game because – and Heineke's actually got wheels too. I, I was looking at his, his uh, box scores from over the past two years, and he always has a, a bit of some little rushing upside. So I think that he'll actually be all right. Uh, yeah. It's just going to be a matter of him finding his rhythm and his groove. Curious to see what happens with Terry McLaurin as, as a result of this. I mm-hmm. think he's probably going to be leaning on Logan Thomas a lot more, yeah. uh, being that safety blanket as most you know young quarterbacks do uh, when, when they get the opportunity to start. So uh, Damani Brown's another guy that I, I think I've been watching. Curious to see how he does. He had a, I think he had over like 80, 90% snap share um, in, in the first game of the season. So didn't turn into much, didn't amount yeah. to much, but at least he's still out there. So I think that there's something... I think that the Washington football team is going to win. Uh, this, that's what I'm betting on. I think the public generally was probably going to be betting on the Washington football team, which also kind of concerns me as a better. Like I, yeah, I feel like usually if they're all up on it, then it's probably something I'm missing. But um, I just don't. That defense is too is so much better than the Giants that I feel like it's got to win out, especially because they're at home. If this was if this was in um, MetLife, I probably think differently. But yeah. I think this is going to be a nice bounce back opportunity for a Washington football team. Yeah, and I think, you know, kind of handicapping the game is that um, road, oh, sorry, the home teams usually tend to do well on these Thursday night games because it's a very short week for uh, the road team and the loss with the, the New York uh, Giants coming off. Obviously, they were at home, but, you know, it's a very short week to get prepared for. Uh, still dealing with some injuries. We don't know if Saquon currently seeing that he's questionable. Uh, to play in the game or not, and like you alluded to, that he may be on a on a snap count um, for the uh, for the Giants. So it's going to be interesting to see. I think this is going to be an ugly game. I think the total is kind of indicative of that at at forty one. And I think I one hundred percent agree with you that this is probably going to be the Washington football team um, establishing the run more versus passing. So um, it'll be in a a snoozer to watch, but hey, we're going to be thankful that there is football going on on Thursday night. So let's just get into our props here. Um, Dan, I know we had talked offline that we want to give a couple that we think that are going to win. You know, we're not going to throw out props to our listeners and, and people that are betting our picks, 
that are just for fun. You know, we're going to, we're going to put some effort into these picks. So we're not going to give a lot out, maybe uh, two to three up max, but you know, hopefully these are uh, ones that we can start week two off. Right. So I'll kick it to you, uh, Dan, who do you have for your first, um, first player prop for this Thursday night game between the Washington football team and the New York giants? Yeah. The first one I, I kind of alluded to it. It's going to be Antonio Gibson over 15 and a half rushing attempts. You yeah. get that at minus 125. And I really like the spot for him, mainly because it's a short week with a young quarterback who hasn't gotten many reps with the offense. He's coming off a game where he had 20 carries for 90 yards. But more importantly, he handled 74% of the carries. So, you know, J.D. McKissick isn't really getting much of the workload uh, to spell him, which is great because, you know, Antonio Gibson coming out of college, he was primarily a receiver. Yeah. We're seeing that next jump in him becoming a legit running back, similar to uh, the way Ron Rivera kind of eased CMC into his role when he was at Carolina. So, you know, in week one, we saw, as I repeated earlier, or as I said earlier, you know, we saw that the, the success that the Denver Broncos had running the ball. If this is going to be a low-scoring affair, which Vegas is projecting it to be at yeah. only 40 points, this screams defensive matchup to me. And Antonio Gibson keeping the defense honest by rushing the ball. And, you know, I, I think if James Bradbury is going to be uh, dealing with, with Terry McLaurin, yeah. you know, there may not be as many opportunities to stretch the ball downfield. That's why I see Logan Thomas probably having a decent game, Damani Brown getting a little bit more involved. But then also uh, I think it's really going to be on the, the strength in the back of Antonio Gibson. Uh, he's going to have a nice all-purpose day. Um, so I'm, I like him. I like his, his 15 and a half rushing attempts, but I've seen it as high as 16 and a half for plus money. Um, so, but I, I feel comfortable at 15 and a half. Yeah. I like that. And I, I love your handicap that they're going to want to establish the run game because number one, it is a low total. And then you're bringing in uh, Taylor Heineke and he's not a bad quarterback. I mean, he's a pretty good backup. He had some success yeah. last season. He came in and did the job on uh, after Ryan Fitzpatrick went out. I mean, he was 11 of 15, 122 yards, one touchdown, a QBR of 70.1, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that one with Antonio Gibson. Again, you know, establishing the run in this type of game is probably going to be essential for the Washington football team. Uh, for mine, it is also a rushing prop, but I'm going to go with Tyler Heineke over 20 and a half rushing uh, yards. And, you know, he's had uh, three career games. He's had 22 rushing yards, 17 rushing yards, and he had 46 last season in the playoff game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for a pretty good run defense. I, actually, they were the best run defense last season. So for him to get 46 against the Bucs, um, and now you're going up against a Giants team that gave up 19 to Teddy Bridgewater last week, and we know Teddy Bridgewater may not want have the – tendency to be a run first uh, quarterback because maybe they, you know, he, he had the injury to his knee and, and whatnot, but you know, Teddy Bridgewater is more of a, a dink and dunk type of guy, but for him to get 19 against the uh, New York giants last week, I think Tyler Heineke can exceed that 20, uh, 21, 20 and a half rushing yards uh, tomorrow night against the uh, New York giants. So that was my first player prop. Yeah, that was one that I was actually really interested in taking, um, just looking at his history of of always scrambling. Um, he always yeah. has at least one solid run in there of, of like anywhere between 12 and, and 18 yards. So he can get that in one in, in pretty much one carry. So with with the pressure facing him, defense in his face, he's yeah. got the wheels to get out there. So I like that play. Yeah, last week he had three carries for 17 yards against the uh, the front seven of the 
LA chargers. So I think that, you know, if he's under some pressure or there's some, you know, rollout opportunities for him um, when they're trying to establish a run, I think this is a good opportunity to him to exceed that number uh, player prop number two, Dan, what do you got? Uh, so my number, my second one is Daniel Jones under 236 and a half passing yards. I love that. You can get that at minus 115 at DraftKings. Um, for me, this is like, I, I just, I got to see more out of the New York Giants offense and what we were talking about earlier regarding their skill positions and not really having many weapons that are, are already in the fold, ready to go. Yeah. And really it's just Daniel Jones's history against the NFC East. It's not very good. He averaged yeah. 210 passing yards against divisional opponents in his career in 11 games. And against the Washington football team uh, specifically, he's only averaged 225 in his career. And on Thursday games, he's even worse. He has, in two games, he's averaged 174 passing yards per game. And going back a bit uh, into last season, he's failed to exceed 236 and a half passing yards in five of his last six games on the road with an average of 212 over that span. So to me, you know, I've seen this line as low as 227 and a half. So I'll take that nine point buffer and yeah. hammer that under um, because I don't, I just don't foresee two consecutive games of the Washington football team, letting a quarterback throw all over the field um, in a divisional matchup against a team that they can get to the quarterback way easier than they could uh, the Los Angeles chargers. So I think it's going to be a tough day for him. Tough sledding. I expect him to be scrambling a lot more. He'll probably have a decent amount of rushing yards, but 236 to me uh, seems a bit high. So I'm going to take the under there. Yeah. And I think that uh, the handicap is spot on because this front seven of the Washington football team is going to have their way against this offensive line. And that's going to put Daniel pressure, Daniel Jones under a significant amount of pressure and, um, and we've talked about it earlier that there's a lot of guys that are injured, uh, at least for the skill position players, whether it's Saquon Barkley, that you can dump the ball down to. He may not, he's on a snap count, or if he's still questionable, like I see Evan Ingram has been ruled out with the calf injury that leaves, you know, Kenny Galladay, who's, who might still be gimpy, but I think this is a very tough matchup. Like you said, in division, the team is familiar with Daniel Jones. Um, and I thought that number was a, a little higher uh, also. So I, I also like that under for Daniel Jones uh, for my second one. Uh, it's another Giants player. And that's going to be Kyle Rudolph under 18 and a half receiving yards. And I think that right now, you know, he's filling in for Evan Ingram. But again, like I said, that there are just too many mouths to feed on this offense for the um, for the New York Giants. And it's kind of, you know, correlated with the under that you talked about for Daniel Jones. I mean, you have Sterling Shepard. You have Darius Slayton. You have Kenny Galladay. Uh, you had about three to four um, running backs that had receptions last week against the Denver Broncos. And Kyle Rudolph last week, five targets, only two receptions, and only eight yards on those uh, two receptions, along of six. So he's not going to be a down-the-field type of threat for the New York Giants. He's going to kind of be that dink-and-dunk type of guy, and he doesn't really have that breakout speed where he can get those yards. So I don't think that Kyle Rudolph is going to be a huge factor in this game. He's probably going to be maybe a, a tight end that's going to be called into block because of this front seven. And I just don't see him getting any receptions or even any yards or, or not very many yards in this game tomorrow night against his Washington defense. I don't either. Um, and Kyle Rudolph is serviceable, certainly as a backup tight end, but to be yeah. slotted in there as the, the guy to get, you know, 70, 80% of the snaps at his age, 
um, I don't really buy it. And I think Daniel Jones always uses his tight ends as weapons in the goal, like around the red zone. Yeah. I could see him, you know, getting an eight yard reception, something like that. Um, if possible, but yeah, he's not a guy that's going to be a down the field threat enough to uh, be found in open space. And they're definitely not going to scheme a play for him to get open. So yeah, I think he's going to be like a check down, go through your progressions. If he can even get there, he'll be like the fifth or sixth option. And maybe he gets some pass work and targets. Cause he did get five last game, but yeah, you know, I think the defense will live with if they're targeting Kyle Rudolph. So yeah, I, I, th- I don't, I don't think he's going to have a very, very successful day. Any more? Did you have any more for the game tomorrow night? No, that's that's all I got, man. This is a really uninspiring game. So yeah, I got I got one more. I'll, I'll throw <laughs> out nice. there. Um, oh yeah, and it's going to be uh, Sterling Shepard over four and a half receptions. And I think over the last two seasons, we kind of take a look at what he's done against the Washington Football Team. Uh, he's combined for twenty three targets and had nineteen receptions in those uh, uh, in those three games uh, in the last two seasons, and it exceeded over four and a half receptions in all three of those games. And last week we saw he had, he led the team in targets, seven receptions, 113 yards, one touchdown. So I think that may continue for um, the uh, giants and, and, and Sterling Shepard tomorrow night. And, you know, hopefully he doesn't have too many, uh, too much, too many yards, but I think that he can exceed this uh, number of receptions of over four and a half receptions for the uh, New York giants. Um, I think they may be paying a little more attention to a guy like Kenny Galladay with a bigger body, uh, Darius Slayton, a guy, who also was second in targets last week with seven, three receptions, 65 yards. But I think when when Shepard is healthy and on the field, he can be a difference difference maker for this offense uh, for the New York Giants. So that was my last prop uh, for tomorrow night. Um, yeah, Dan, like any one. final thoughts for this game tomorrow? Anything else you want to talk about or, or throw your uh, two cents in on? Yeah, I think the, uh, the over four and a half, um, seeing it around – uh, somewhere around the one, minus 160s, minus 165 range. A little bit juice, but I think that's probably the – I feel the most comfortable taking that one over like a Galladay three-and-a-half yeah. or some of the other folks because I think Sterling Shepard is the best weapon on the New York Giants right now. It's yeah. not Saquon. It's not Kelly, Kenny Galladay. Evan Ingram's on the shelf. Like he, They're going to scheme to get him the ball, so I think four-and-a-half receptions is something that's definitely in their, in the cards – and, um, you know, his history against the uh, the football team is actually really good. I saw it for a second. What is he? Yeah, so he averages four, almost four and a half receptions yeah. a game against them and seven targets. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him get close to double-digit targets off the game he had in the first week and the trust that Daniel Jones has in him. So, yeah, I like that. That is all we have for this Thursday night football game. You know, we're going to keep these Thursday night ones a little shorter than usual, trying to get something out for the DJs and, and for, you know, as far as player props and things like that. So uh, any final thoughts you have, Dan, and then just let the people know where they can find you on Twitter. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter at Dan Titus uh, doing different stuff, but uh, yeah, it's a fantasy football season props we got the nba in 33 days so i'll probably be mixing up my content amongst all those three things but uh yeah man hit me up yeah this was uh a a fun quick episode again me and dan or me and uh, zach did a eastern conference uh rankings this morning for nba and we're like wow we're only about 33 days left till about uh basketball season so 
we're right going to be the corner. Yeah. Right around the corner. So we're going to be grinding <laughs> on that also. So uh, definitely check out Dan on Twitter and then all the other things that he's doing over at action network. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as always at sports nerd, eight, two, four. I'll drop more MLB plays. Um, you know, any NFL plays that I do have, Dan and I will be back uh, recording, I believe, Friday night for week two of our player props. Um, so make sure to look out for that. We'll hopefully drop that by Friday night. And uh, we're going to go from there. Hopefully our best bets do better for week two than they did last week. But I can say we are off to a pretty good start to the season. With that, uh, we'll call it a night. Enjoy the Thursday night game. I know it's going to be a snooze fest. But we're just going to be thankful that we have football on a Thursday evening for us to all watch. So good luck with your best tomorrow night. Then I will be back Friday night uh, doing week two, like I mentioned. Until then, let's break the books and let it ride.